welcome to the Codeplay Culture Podcast, where we discuss tech, gaming, health, and the world around us. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Codeplay Culture. I am Logan Dunning, and we have Rui here. Say hello, Rui. Howdy, everybody. What do you got there in your World of Warcraft coffee? Yeah, yeah, I have my massive, huge, my axe-wielding coffee mug with... uh, Super Warcraft coffee. I don't know what's in it, but it tastes awesome. It's a proprietary it. uh, blend from Azeroth called Zug Zug. Right. I got it from the uh, tavern somewhere in Orgrimmore. Where I do I love Grog. <laughs> in uh, what was that game we were talking about? Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah. Grog. Like So it was burning a hole in the ground, mm-hmm. but these big burly men were just consuming it. You know. Man, they were made of stern, sterner stuff than us, man. That's for damn sure. Iron stomach. Yep. Right. So uh, joining us for the first time, um, maybe the best episode ever to listen to. If you are a new, young, uh, or old, um, or anything in between, aspiring new person to coding, going through school, learning it in any stage in life, today, Rui and I are discussing the various resources and strategies for learning code for anyone that's getting in the field and providing advice for hindsight being 2020. Um, you know, Rui and I have, you know, cumulative uh, experience in years enough for a single person to retire of coding experience, uh, probably or close to, um, you know, if you, if you include dabbling with uh, video games when you were younger, I mean, it's a stone's throw. For sure. Programming Commodore games. Yeah, man. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, kicking it off, what would you think would be, you know, let's say you're thinking from the perspective of a student going to university, should I get into software development? Uh, absolutely, you should. Uh, we had a podcast, I think it was the first one where we talked about development and impact of less code. And one of the things I said was, Yes, development is a great career and it's super rewarding. Um, it, it allows you to be creative in every way possible, right? And just the ability to create something from nothing, just your mind is a reward in and of itself. And uh, I think it's 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 a priceless job. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, that My advice is get into software development, kids. Do it. And this is... Post chat GPT. Post chat GPT is like post COVID for the tech industry. Yeah. You know, like, you know what? oh, after the world changed, things yeah. are different now. And uh, we were talking about this before we hopped on, right, Rui? The world has not changed. Uh, a lot of people were very, very scared when cars came out replacing horses and all of these different huge trends that happened. Mm-hmm. It's, if you look back historically or look at any Netflix historical references to big changing events in humanity's existence for innovation, there is always this wake of, oh, oh no, oh no, right? But right. if you look at it, um, what, you know, a lot of people are probably, you know, stepping down from the edge of the building or, you know, metaphorically, you know, mm-hmm. no, uh, no harm intended from that and calming down and saying, wow, you know what? If they were hiring developers before, let's say at a hundred thousand dollars a year to start when you're out of school, which is kind of crazy if you think about it for like a kid getting out of school, it seems sure, to be yeah. pretty regional, 
trendy for, you know, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, I'm sure, you know, regional differences, but if yeah. you, if they were hiring at hundred K before they're now going to hire at 300 K, you know why? Right. Because you are now three times more empowered and smart and witty as a developer than you were before you work three times harder than mm-hmm. everyone else because of things like AI chat GPT, Absolutely. thinking smart. So these are tools that have, ex- will accelerate your growth and development. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not yet at the stage where the AI is choosing whether or not it wants to make this app or that app or, you know, all of that stuff. Right. Right. And will that stage ever, ever, will we ever reach that stage? That stage? I, I doubt it. I honestly don't see it happening, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be one of those people that doubt and then it come to pass. Yeah, it could be, but I, I highly doubt AI is going to be able to make those kind of decisions. Basically it needs to have feelings and needs to want something to fulfill itself but yeah. is it possible is it possible i don't know yeah it might be uh it you know i, I remember a good quote from me well, not quote it's like elon it was like something he, he was saying that yeah perhaps we're the biological bootstrappers for ai meaning mm-hmm. that the bootstrap is like a kind of like a program that runs to create the ai right yeah. so if you think of these different planets perhaps when they, whatever thing or whatever, will put these entities there and they evolve, eventually they all will create an AI and the AI will dominate and take it over. So it's like the biological bootstrappers for AI. Yeah. Are we just that? Are we in a simulation? All of that stuff. You know, at the end of the day, um, you wake up and you try to make people happy, um, have friends, have a lot of fun. Unfortunately, and fortunately, you have to be in this capitalism imprisonment, so to speak. So you have to really find something you love to do. And I love to code. And Rui? I do too. I love to code. I love to create. I love being creative. It's it's one of our, uh, one of our things, one of the things we're born with that's, that's innate. And it's, we're actually born with that, that need to create. Mm. Right. And, and I love it. I love exploring it. It's um, it's a passion of mine, and I feel bad for people who don't have the opportunity to explore that creativity because it's so important. So, would you say that like everyone is creative, but they might just be trapped in like dead end jobs that like constrict oh, their creativity? Yeah, for sure, definitely, man. Everybody has a creative bone, mm-hmm. but uh, for some people, it's not financially feasible, or there's time constraints. It's just not easy to 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 foster that creativity. Right. So, you know, if you're thinking about getting into coding and in the wake, in this post chat GPT world, if you're Mm -hmm. about to hop into a university situation, figuring out this one or that one in terms of university location and, you know, you know, company kind of thing. And you're like, I don't know, should I do this or that? Um, Programming is not dead. It's not dying. In my personal opinion, I think a lot of tech industry experts like Rui and other people that him and I both talked to have this same sentiment where it is just an awesome tool to help you do your job, right? Yes. Get into it. It is going to be life-changing in terms of um, uh, creative development, rapid growth, creativity, working with yeah. some of the most brilliant minds out there. Now, if you're not too into coding or you can't really figure it out or you don't want to kind of do that stuff, there are tons of other areas to, you know, um, uh, inject your creativity in a industry that is growing in non-coding ways, UI, right. UX, 
design. If you're not artistic and you don't want to code, what are your options? You know, mm -hmm. you can get people excited about these future potentialities of from sales and marketing perspective. Right. Um, you can learn a little bit of the code on the side, just enough to know how it's working. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you'll probably need to, you know, obviously there's a little bit of a curve there. Coding is getting easier to read, less code yes. to write. And you know, just finding really smart ways to do less work with more highly efficient outputs, right? It's right, right. Definitely. But in terms of uh, a university student kind of um, um, going in different branches in the software development world, um, what do you think? What do you think the trend is? Because I know that they don't really teach .NET so much in, in mm. schools or in universities yeah. or college. They tend to focus more on uh, Python and Java. Yep. But there's a huge demand for .NET. Correct. So what do you think is happening? Are they out of touch yes. with the trends? For sure. So the um, disruption of the education industry has not happened yet. Mm -hmm. I am I am of a, a, a big belief that it will be a catastrophe, not a, it, whatever, whatever the word for catastrophe in a positive way, like a, yeah. like a, a transformative- a yeah, a reckoning, like a wake of reckoning um, where everyone just gets like a sack of money, right? Like a, a very good yeah. thing, right? Because look at YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. um, you don't know how to install the Wiser door lock AB4. You just YouTube it. The guy walks through and you look incredible to your family and friends and your, your spouse as this super, um, what's it called? Handyman right. or handy person, but you might not be, right? So Absolutely. how does that affect the education? Like I went, I, I you know, I have, you know, more than one university uh, diploma, right? Mm -hmm. And I can tell you for the most part, I don't use very much that I learned in university right. in software and um, management, um, IT systems, all of this stuff. Like when I say that, I mean like data level stuff, not like, yeah. I didn't take a computers, so to speak. I took like development, right? And it was yeah. like you said, Java. Python and Python is big. Yes. Java is maybe not so big. Yeah. There's a lot of different, I do feel like, uh, schools right now teach you stuff that is like essentially, let's say 10 years old, right? Right. They right. get you to use programs that will fail you maybe on purpose. Right. They're mm -hmm. like, no, you have to use this IDE or something I'm like, dude, listen. Right. Right. Um, so like, but if you think about it, is it important that universities fail you a couple times to make more money? Like, is there a, a cahoots there? I don't know. Maybe there probably is. Yeah. If we only knew what we knew, we probably wouldn't be alive because of some assassination due to X party, Y party, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, there's so much of that stuff going on, but universities are still behind the time. Um, yeah talking to people that are currently in university, but I would say the best thing that you can do is almost, you know, develop in whatever you want and right. it will only complement and help your university journey. And the other advice I would give to anyone that's getting into university and realizing dudes using.net, whatever, like three point, whatever, or yeah. they're using some old version of Java that doesn't exist, or, you know, these they're using solid, but maybe solid's a little dated. Mm -hmm. uh, I would just say, you know, do, you know, all of that stuff, but try to see if you can get an internship right away or a co-op that is completely outside of the school. I know a lot of the schools will do that. So yeah. you get paid or they coordinate it, they place people, but I would just say, talk to whoever you can to get a non-paying co-op 
and just right. minimal, like, you know, one to two days a week, couple hours here and there. And what you could do with that is apply what you've learned in the co-op at school mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. I was lucky enough, Rui, I'm not sure if I ever told you this, but I never got an opportunity to go to university due to whatever. I won't go into it. I basically had to jump right into working full time. Yeah. Luckily, I had an incredible boss, incredible company that was funding my education. Like if I got a C, you know, some companies will pay for your education. If you get like a C or higher, you just mm-hmm. have to like, you know, get it first approved, see how it goes. Right. But yeah, I was able to complete a four year, you know, like bachelor level program. Right. Mm-hmm. But in 10 years. Nice. You know, okay. By like, you know, evenings and weekends, raising kids right. and all that. But and I you got feel, to work. Yes. Right. And when I learned something in university, granted it was online university, um, mm-hmm. and which was trendy at the time, by the way, because now it's all like that. Um, yeah. I was able to apply it if I learned it in work. Sorry, if I yeah, I was able to apply it in school and vice versa. Right, right. Right. That is invaluable because when they teach you stuff, you almost like an instructor or sorry, a uh a professor, you're mm-hmm. you're listening to them for like two hours. You could almost picture your in head like that people are falling asleep, you know, yeah. they're not getting it. This is the disconnect between education and applying the education to real world situations. Yeah. yeah. And then going back to your comment about the IDE and being out of touch and using old uh, old technology, I remember being or getting my degree um and having to use some really old IDE that didn't have any IntelliSense, but we had there were IDEs that had IntelliSense. There were there was uh, Eclipse and and the Jet Jet Brains or Jet Beans, whatever it yeah. was. Jet Brains was the best. And you could, yeah, and you could easily drag buttons onto your your form, right? But yeah. this professor made us create all the buttons in code, color them all, and and just do everything kind of right. Uh, position them all in code, and mm. it just made no sense to me going looking back. When we had IDs where you can just bypass all that and just add the buttons yourself and mm-hmm. write important code. Yes. But I suppose it's part of that thing where, um, like you said, maybe they want you to fail. Maybe yeah. they're trying to make it hard on purpose. Or I'm not sure what the thought process is behind uh, manually coding buttons. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have no clue. But that was that was pretty rough. Right. It's almost like a, a mental spanking. Mm-hmm. from your professor you know what i mean and if that professor maybe had like a bad day or something like we have no <laughs> idea right because they have some freedom in the curriculum right. too but they have some things that they have to follow like anything at least as far as i'm aware of in the canadian education system they have the guidelines and what they must teach and yeah. then they have a little bit of freedom here and there to be you know do the stuff there was a, a good dear friend of mine that reached out to me he's in university he said hey I'm really stuck on this sequel, right? It's using mm-hmm. like, um, you know, not like not like the newest type of database, right? But it was one that he had to connect to his school to like write queries, right? Yeah. And you had to write them at the command line, right? Like select star, blah, blah, blah. Right. The command line. No, no, like, you know, good tool with IntelliSense, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the questions that he would get answered, right? Because he's like, hey, I went through it. There's 10 questions. I couldn't get these four. And so I helped, right? And on those four, like one of them took me like an hour. And I'm like, this is meshed up. Like yeah. the what they're asking is like, and then um, I remember what he said. It was awesome. He's like, I don't know if my prof hates me, but you know, this is what he <laughs> gave me. I was like, it's almost deliberate. Like 
these, you know, if there's enough isolated incidents to become a trend, there's maybe something to look at there. Or right. Without without pointing the finger up, you know, people are in the world of making money. You know, there's a lot more going on than we know. However, if <laughs> if if uh, universities are looking to scare kids off from programming, keep yeah. teaching the way that they're teaching. Absolutely. Yes. I can tell you, drop the books. Yeah. Like, like I, I love to read, but give them a couple options, right? You can do the book, you can do the audio book, you can have a one-on-one call with your teacher constantly at these cadences, or yeah. it's all on YouTube uh, as instructional videos. Right, right. Um, if you're ever stuck on any of that coding stuff, right? When a book, you don't understand it. As you're going through the book, what worked for me, um, or oh, not at the time, because I couldn't, because of YouTube kind of being in its baby steps, mm-hmm. um, I would today read the book if you're stuck youtube it listen to it go back to the book right and then you will have more of a clear voice coming back to it than getting more and more lost as you read on right right um ask questions is important too right for sure yes absolutely and also creating just uh creating coding that's Mm -hmm. the key also just keep on coding keep on making yeah right make something crappy today crappy tomorrow as long as you're making something that's what matters. You're getting exposure and you're, you're learning, right? So yeah. it's, it's always a le- learning process. I still make crappy things and that's going to happen probably till, till the end. Right. So you're always learning and yeah. it's always, um, every time you, you make a mistake, you evolve. Right. So yeah, it's funny. I think, um, you know, going through and I was like showing someone something in school once mm-hmm. and they laughed at it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, that was like probably like close to 15 years now right? They're now a customer of mine. <laughs> like, it, nice. but you know, like as being the, you know, hopefully, well, I, I think it's vague enough that, you know, probably won't over here, but uh, honestly, like I, I'd never be one of those people that would bring that up other than just right. on the podcast. So hypocritically, you know, it's um, ambiguous enough that hopefully would, but the, the, the long story short is like, you have to love to code, love to be able to do what you do and have amazing people that believe in you. And mm-hmm. uh, there was an amazing LinkedIn post today, which I, I don't normally comment on LinkedIn posts, but uh, they're like, oh, um, you know, sometimes when people leave companies, um, it's because th- it's not that they're looking for more money or growth. They just mm-hmm. don't want to deal with that boss anymore. Right. You know, um, so. Yeah. So who knew if you treat people with kindness, respect, compassion, Mm -hmm. um, and say, you know, no, don't work the weekends. Don't like just, you know, work, you know, within the, where you can, if you get stuck, I'm here. Like, but don't put an extra, don't sacrifice, you know, all that stuff. Who knew that it would just make better work, more creativity, more collaboration and better friendship. Right. And then, but you have all of these CEOs that are like, you know, better do it on time, cracking the whip. I'm like, Listen, like that is not how, like, you know, it's that an old whole, and outdated mentality. That's for yeah. Sure. Uh, honestly, treat people how you want to be treated. Uh, yeah. Don't pull rank. Like, just anyhow, that's a little bit of a rabbit hole. But uh, mm-hmm. yes, get into coding. Um, love it. And if you don't want to code in Java and Python because your school is mandating you to do that in some dated IDE and your prof is making you feel like like a pile, I would suggest <laughs> to code whatever you want whenever you want on any project you want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make apps. You don't have to make websites. Generally, those are kind of boring. You know, maybe make a game, right? Maybe make 
some 3D thing that is on the website, sorry, on the website. Um, <laughs> and it's on the computer with the mouse and the click. It's on the internet. It's on you know uh, this new internet called yeah. the internet. You're right, man. You're right. Just just code. Just make something. You know yeah. what? It's, the world is in your hands. Just make something. You want? You can literally make anything you want. There is nothing stopping you, yep. right? Uh, Steve Gibson. He have you ever heard of this guy? No. He's incredible. There's so many incredible minds. I only know Mel Gibson. Ah, Mel. It's the only Gibson I know. A lot of Gibson. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know a couple Gibsons. Yeah, they're all great people. Wait, well, Gibson's, everyone. Yeah, that, that's a whiskey too, right? Uh, Jib, uh, 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 not Ghibli. No, that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feeling good. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah, Gibson's whiskey, whiskey, man. I think uh, you I think that's that a whiskey. I, I see it. I've seen it at LCBO. Cucumber. Cucumber. What's the one that you take with cucumber? Hennigan's, I think. Man, no. I don't take anything with cucumber. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a gin that you take with cucumber. Is it? I think it's called. I don't know. Either ask Chat GPT or Google, but uh, there is I'm a looking gym. at LCBO. Yeah, um, Gibson's finest, man. Are you looking at LCBO because it's Friday? Yes. yes. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's a snowstorm is no deterrent for the population of alcoholics confined to their house. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that in general. But uh, can I tell you, like, I used to have. Um, this is a really big tangent at this point, but I used to have like probably like I don't know like a couple beers, maybe a couple times a month, like on the weekend. Oh. But recently I was like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to like see how long I can go and do it. Yeah. I'm never going back. Like my sleep is better. Mm-hmm. I have way more energy and God knows I didn't need any more of that. Right. Um, I'm just feeling better. Like I'm more mentally like clear. Like mm-hmm. who knew that poisoning yourself twice a month was bad for you? For Anyways, sure, getting back to, uh, yeah, uh, back oh, to in, uh... if you're in school and you're doing that stuff and you're just, okay, I'll just code some 3D game. And, and you find out that you love it, you can find out early and choose maybe not to get into that field, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Start trying to code the most optimal career path for you so you can quickly determine that, oh, no, I'm out. Or right. this is it for me. I want to do this way more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know what? Speaking of, of coding, I have a great idea for, for our next uh, podcast, how to code your life. Lay out a life plan in a form of a flow chart. With uh, you know, Venn diagrams and the whole, the whole thing. I don't know if that's a good idea. I, I think I'm yeah. being sarcastic, but I'm not even sure if I am. For sure, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know, every uh, some sarcasm there. Not they sure. say a no question is a bad question, right? So mm-hmm. if if uh, someone was to generate that, and then basically it's like a coding life plan or a life plan, you basically go to this uh, website or, yeah. or app, and then you basically say when's your birthday and when's your ideal uh, death date. Okay. So you have like a grave in the bottom, right? You know, maybe a non-religious to, you know, make people more, obviously you're going somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. we haven't fixed that one yet, <laughs> but hopefully we do. My, my kids like, what, um, what if, yeah. Yeah. And then basically uh, I was going to say my kids like, um, have we, uh, have we cured death? Let? I'm like, no, probably your grandchildren, <laughs> but we're, we're getting there. They're working on extending life with our DNA, sorry, our mm-hmm. and whatever the COVID technology mm-hmm. Yeah. vaccine stuff to like double your lifespan but other than that no word organic and we die it's exactly what we need another hundred years of working <sighs> yeah I, it's like <laughs> i don't know how it's going to dissolve but hopefully uh, what do you think will stop first the uh capitalism or the ai will just you know suck us all in and it'll end that way 
well, they're going to be the capitalists, right? They're going to be the uh, ones, yep. you know, running Wall Street. Mm. What was that planet sucker in Marvel? That like Galactus. Galactus, we're, right? We're like the biological bootstrap for Galactus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> li- li- we're literally, like if we're a planet, we're probably like his, his delt mm. or his bicep. Yeah. He just eats Galactus. milk. He eats, he pours Milky Way into his Cheerios of stars. Anyways, um, <laughs> lucky charms. Um, sorry, where was I completely <laughs> lost? <laughs> they were talking about, about, about oh, yeah, the thing. Yeah, the app, right? Right? Life. Yes. yeah, so the app has a grade yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So it tells you yeah, the death date. Okay. When, 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 yeah, ideal death date. Because right. depending on what you add to your flow chart, mm-hmm. actually, if it's smart, it'll move the death date. <laughs> You're like, you want to take a three-year hiatus in uh, in Maui, and like in a gutter? <laughs> that's like a good, that's a good plan, right? But anyhow, like you, uh, well, you know, sorry, joking aside, to each their own. If that's what makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Of course. Listen, as far as we know, because we don't have, well, I'm sure people do, but maybe they're not allowed to talk about it. We don't have proof that, you know, this is not a one and done situation for your life, right? Even though we have to work, at the end of the day, making yourself and others happy preachily is the only purpose we're here right at the end of the day right right if uh you can go through the day um and not hurt anyone's feelings you're pretty much god mode activated right? absolutely and, man yeah we gotta so, learn how to serve humanity instead of uh you know instead of the opposite instead of yeah sucking from them exactly <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> sound good like these capitalists learn, to, learn to serve guys. yeah exactly um I feel like this is a communist podcast at this point. Um, no, okay, man, not yeah, even close. Enough. No. Uh, so basically you add things to that. You're like, okay, I want to do this university degree and I want yeah. to start work there. And you add things to the nodes. You want to start a family and you want to have kids and get them into, let's say you add three kids and mm-hmm. you want to get two of them to university, but the other is like a brat. So you like, whatever you're like you hypotheticalize maybe like a loss factor or whatever Mm -hmm. and then you say okay then this one changes to oh this you have to generate this much revenue to have this outcome right right? but then also a cost savings thing so are you thinking about like life plan as in financial planning or all of it meaning that here's your life plan here's where you're going oh and then like a little mall map thing like you are here yeah. And then you go back to this app, dude, and you're like, you're like tired. You're like 78 or whatever, hopefully <laughs> older. And you're like, you are here. I'm like, you're like, fuck. And you have a heart attack right during you watching the app. And then it just moves it there because it's like using AI to like watch you. I right. mean, the camera, the camera APIs. Like, so, oh, so, what, so what's the final message? You win? Would that be uh, the outcome of that? If that whole yeah. endeavor? I guess the outcome of, yeah. Um, oh yeah. So like, what is the, like, you should be like, hey, because you want to make it like, that's my life plan or a business plan. It's like a planning app, right? But you could right. use it for your life. You could use it for your business, whatever. Mm-hmm. In my experience, you don't over-generify an app because then uh, it's just not hyper-focused, right? right? It's not niche enough. So let's just say it's a life plan app, right? Mm-hmm. And if you complete those things, um, yeah, like you should like be like, yep, you know, I got through life. I'm like 80. Mm-hmm. I was able to accomplish Oh my gosh, you can even call it, and and I'll probably register this before this airs, is like HTTPS bucket-list.com. Can nice. we see if that's available while we're uh, looking at Yeah, let's check it out. Yeah. But um, <laughs> essentially, bucket list is like, these are the life plan 
that you want. These are the things you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Here's what it'll take. And here's where you are. Uh, and then when you look at the end, um, you'll, you'll say, you know what? I was able to, uh, I don't want to say that. Like it doesn't make, it would be demotivating if it said you accomplished 99% of what you wanted to in this life. <laughs> like it'd be a big, like, you know, you know what? It's not, it's taken. Somebody took that. Somebody's already developing this. You know what? Speaking of, uh, this is, this was a great segue, right? Yeah. Speaking of the whole getting into software development and creativity, Mm -hmm. we just came up on the spot, on the fly with a creative idea on how to develop an amazing piece of software. Yes. This is the beauty of software development. Right. And uh, for those that are listening right now, if there's, you know, in the next 12 months or 24 months, any applications that come out resembling any likeness of works of any intellectual property created on uh, just like the whole like legal thing right. where you're like, oh, come at you with lawyers. No, we'll post it at the end. Uh, no, like at the end of the day, guys, this is it. You find yourself a bunch of awesome friends, like mine, not necessarily like minded. Actually, I found that the more diverse you have of people and opinions, that is sometimes much better better you know what i mean yeah, highly collaborative bit. friendly and right. come up with the ideas get to market make a business try to sell it to a company yep. or just at the end of the day forget selling it aside i know you have to um you know hunt to kill to eat and to feed your family so to speak but if you're generally enriching people's lives with a free tool um that is something that you can essentially die happy about yeah and we talked about this before about uh leaving a legacy um no burnt bridges and right. that kind of stuff where your kids can look back and say, Hey man, you know, my dad really was freaking awesome. Look, look yeah. at this. And I still, um, you know, I still actually put every song that I listen to the kids with in the car. When we drive, mm-hmm. I've added to a playlist that they have access to that. When I yeah. go, they can listen to this playlist. Uh, Cause till this day, if my dad, sorry, my dad's, you know, died at 65, unfortunately, mm-hmm. his first year of retirement. Um, but he, like we would drive around and he, he would put on, um, what's that? I am Sam or any Beatles, yeah. like Beatles records. Like as soon as those songs come on, like Blackbird <clears throat> or anything like that, like I just, a I lot of memories. Yeah. yeah. I just start like, but it is so like, it's a bunch of like, it's a roller coaster of like generally amazing, like, yeah you know, remembering, but yeah. Yeah. So Legacy maybe our kids can be looking at that bucket list website and seeing how, how dad did. And ultimately he hit that hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got to hit a hundred percent no matter what. It's got to be like, yes. The, the want a po- positive outcome. Yeah. The point system. The other th- idea is like, you know, like karma or GP. Yeah. Like GP meaning God points. Like you help the lady across <laughs> the streets. You yeah. earned one GP. I was thinking about like a Google glass implementation mm-hmm. where every time you did something nice you would just get like another like in your you know vr it would go bing yeah and you can but the thing about karma or gp god points you can't yeah. spend them but they do go lower over time mm-hmm. they right? diminish over time mm-hmm. but you can't spend them you can't choose what to um but you can get them up super high right and then and then oh uh, yeah there's just like a uh lamborghini dropped on your driveway like you're like whatever, I'll give it to charity. Then your GP goes up another hundred. They're like, mm-hmm. we can't, we can't, we can't. You know, like it's almost like yeah, but that kind of cool app of like yeah. the almost like a you know a task rabbit. 
mm-hmm. of karma generation. So there's no payment. It's just like a human humanity give back application. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so again, getting back to people getting um, into the industry. Um, so we talked about um, things like the what universities are holding kids back with and how to overcome those challenges with smart resources like YouTube, uh, phoning people, having, you know, co uh, students and all of that stuff. Um, But, you know, even if your professor, you know, don't take my advice, I'm just telling you what I did, um, Mm -hmm. says, don't use that IDE. I I basically plugged it into a different one and reverse engineer saw how it worked and then, and then redid the code in the one that they wanted because like, don't let their tools hold you back. Of course. Imagine like Michelangelo painting the Sistine chapel with like a little brush that he got from school in kindergarten. Right. right. Like you have to have the appropriate tool. For sure. And they told him he can only shop at Benjamin paints. (laughs) Come on, dude. Can't tell him where to shop. Gets his paints where he gets his paints, man. Yeah, he probably mixes it in a drum outside his mom's driveway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was no drivers, no car. Well, I don't know. Where do they park the chariots? Um, On top of people, probably. Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea. Body chariots. So much famine. So much disease. I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. Anyways, that's a whole different uh, rabbit hole. Yeah. And then um, the importance of school is mm-hmm. another kind of thing where, like I said, I don't use very much that I learned in university. I would say, you know, getting an internship unpaid or paid, ideally paid, but if you can't yeah, do whatever you can to get into, it doesn't even have to be a big company. It could just be like kind of anyone get in there, start learning and helping uh, commit to some open source repositories on GitHub. Yes. Maybe absolutely. just start reviewing the code. You know, a lot of this, uh, uh, GitHub Copilot and ChatGPT stuff is pulling from models that were trained on, well, actually GitHub Copilot was trained on GitHub, right? Mm-hmm. Where ChatGPT is, was trained on good code. Because, uh, you know, you can imagine the vastness of GitHub and you could probably hypothetically like probabilitalize the mm-hmm. fact that there would be more poor code than good. It's right. all out there. They made it all open source, right? People yeah. abandon stuff and don't update it, all that stuff, right? So yeah. that's one of the, I would say, I canceled my uh, Google, sorry, uh, Copilot or uh, GitHub license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Partially reimbursed. I bought the year, but yeah. But I would say use ChatGPT, pay for it, you know, like whatever can make you more efficient and effective. I would say that over time, ChatGPT would, you know, maybe transform into something like, internet like yeah. oh, what's your internet bill what's your heat bill what's your hydro bill this is now mm-hmm. an assess like a you know a utility that people right. are dependent upon um and yeah what what else can young or not young people just anyone getting into coding um should consider you know what do you think from i think uh for me, it's just my only advice would be code as much and as often as you can mm-hmm. create as much as you can within a time that you have with the time that you have. And that's it. Just keep creating, just keep making and don't be afraid. Yep. And if you love it, like if you love what you've created, mm-hmm. that's a good um, outlet for 
you know, you don't need to, you know, just like you love playing games or you love watching TV or watch, you know, watching movies. If you can develop that same love and appreciation for what you created, you can turn that into a career where it is very rarely that you can get paid for playing video games. Probably talking about the zero point, you know, triple zero one percent of the world Mm -hmm. but you can very commonly get paid for creating things with code as we know with the industry and how it's evolving um and if you love it you're going to continue to do it because it becomes addictive you're having fun if you can see what you've created (laughs) very quickly it's even more powerful and the other thing that there's this whole trend of people love like quality beautiful uh clean code yeah. Right? Like if you're in the code all day and then if you have to type this stuff and you're like, you know what, I'm going to make this like super neat, tidy, beautiful, all that stuff. There's that whole artistic level of man, what I made is like, well, I don't even care what I made. Right. Who cares about that? Mm-hmm. My code is like a, not a Picasso, whatever the opposite of a Picasso is. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, caviar. You're just like, look at it. It's like, it just drips down. It's just <laughs> right. And people love that. Um, so find out what you love early and, yeah. you know, if you don't switch careers, so you don't, you know, waste people's time, money, energy, including your own, you know, right. um, you find out early, you know, you, you can get on to the next thing even faster, mm-hmm. but yes, I would say uh roundup long story short or long podcast to a short sentence is if you're thinking about getting into coding and you're, you haven't code, whatever you want right away yeah just sit, and maybe don't set the bar too high right that's why they have these things called hello world where like don't get into it and say you know what i've never coded before but let me just commit a game to playstation store right away i'll give myself a week if i can't do it then probably not for me um mm-hmm. ideally that would be a great world if we live in amazing yeah um like hopefully we're there but they uh the reason hello world exists is it, it gives a short little example from any coding language of how to run your first application and write hello world. That's right. the whole thing about it. So if you want to do Python, I would Google hello world in Python. If you want to do C sharp or um, anything in unity, you know, hello world in unity, GitHub is a great example. You can search the whole thing for whatever you want. You could type in um, badminton video game in unity. And yeah. you can see in GitHub, you could take the code. It's all open source. Read the licenses, of course, because there could be, you know, a pay once you get to a certain point, whatever it is. See if you can get it up and running and change it. Another good approach I just realized is if there's code out there already from GitHub that you can run, run it, right? Right. Uh, like locally on your machine, right? And see if you can change it. So if someone added, made a cool little calculator app right. or something on a website, Go to GitHub, download it, see if you can run it, and see if you can add buttons to it, right? Right, right. For me, it's much easier to change an app that exists than, okay, from scratch. like here's a blank canvas. Blank canvas is probably um, a big deterrent sometimes, right? It is. And that that should be for more seasoned developers too, right? Yeah, for sure. Starting from scratch. Starting from scratch is the default, right? Yeah. But But I think the new default should be take some code, run it, and add change, see what happens, right? Scientifically poke the bear. Yeah. And what do they call that? The process is called refactoring Mm. and development term for it. So you take the code and you refactor it. 
right? And just yeah. kind of make it your own. And, yeah. and that will help you, you know, achieve whatever you need to achieve. But yeah, the, the main thing is don't be afraid and don't worry. It won't break. Yes. Especially because, you know, you downloaded it to your machine and you can always re-download it and start from scratch because GitHub is an indefinite history of all of the different changes committed over time. Um, yeah, and also back up your code. You know, if you ever make something good, don't assume that your hard drive is bulletproof. Just because it has BitLocker, you know, mm-hmm. your computer can get stolen or whatever it is, right? Back up your stuff. You might want it someday for a portfolio. Make a portfolio when you're shopping yourself around to different companies. If you do go through with uh, that as a career path. And yeah, again, long story short, get into coding. Try it out. You're going to love it. Rui and I both love it. We Almost everyone that's still in the industry to this day, I don't personally know someone that like, yeah, I got into coding and then completely got out of it. I, I feel like once you can really sink your teeth into it, you end up falling in love. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, man. All right. So two minutes left. So um, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Rui, any last words before we head on out like a baby? Um, any last words? Not really. Um, why are elevator jokes so good? Uh I don't know, because they can only go up. I don't know. They work on so many levels. Oh, my God. That is great. Happy Friday, and we are out.